Dealing with a mental health illness can sometimes feel messy, but it doesn't have to be. I want to welcome you to Depression, What's Your Deal? My weekly podcast where we talk openly about all things mental health and dive headfirst into those uncomfortable, scary, and stressful topics that no one wants to talk about. No matter if you're someone who has a mental health illness or someone who wants to get more educated, this podcast is for you. So let's open up about our mental health and start learning together. What are you waiting for? Let's go. I'm back, guys. Yes, I have not recorded a podcast episode in the last two months. And that is due to the fact that I had surgery on my shoulder and I had to get my rotator cuff fixed. I had a small tear and they fixed it. I told myself I was going to record episodes and get them out before I had surgery and obviously I didn't. And I really didn't realize how long it was going to take me to recover in the beginning to actually get back to somewhat of a normal life. And last week I was going to sit down and I was going to record an episode, but I got sick and my throat was closing up. I am doing okay now. If you can hear it in my voice, I am still coming back from being sick and still on my medication, but I am so happy to be back. I just wanted to let you guys know why I was gone in case anyone was like, listening to the episodes and then it just came to a stop and you're like okay wait did she like stop podcasting where'd she go that's why so of course today is going to be a educational episode if you're not sure how the episodes go I explained in the beginning that I was going to do educational ones and then the next episodes were going to be ones that I felt like would be encouraging or uplifting episodes to keep you guys going or to give you advice on how it is to have depression. So of course to begin today we are starting with the educational episode and today we're starting with persistent depression. So of course we're going to start with the definition of persistent depression. So what is it? It's a chronic depression that lasts a long time. It's a mild or moderate depression that doesn't go away. You may find it hard to be upbeat even on happy occasions, and you may be described as having a gloomy personality, constantly complaining, or incapable of having fun. A person with PDD has a sad, dark, or low mood and two or more other symptoms of depression. These feelings last for years and may significantly interfere with your relationship, school, work, and daily life. PDD is a common type of depression. It can begin in childhood or even in adulthood. No one knows exactly why. It appears to be more common in women. Because of the chronic nature of persistent depressive disorder, coping with depressive Depression symptoms can be challenging, but a combination of talk therapy, psychotherapy, and medication can be effective in treating this condition. So first I want to start off with saying persistent depression is something that happens and they still, researchers have just researched it and everything and they still can't find an exact reason of why 
it comes up. And then the first thing that I think people might be thinking to themselves, well, what's the difference between depression and persistent depression? Well, I got you there. Because persistent depression is a type of depression that is now less more severe than major depressive disorder, which is usually the main type that people suffer with. But the difference is persistent is ongoing. It's defined as lasting at least two years in adults and at least one year in children and teens. So during this time, symptoms can't be absent for more than a consecutive months to meet that criteria for PDD. So basically what they're saying is if you are suffering for two years or more, consistently suffering, then you probably have persistent depression. So usually if your symptoms are absent or go away, then you're not going to say, okay, this is exactly the type of depression you're suffering from. I think every single type of depression, there is some type of criteria that has to be met for them to say, okay, this is exactly what you're suffering from and this is what I'm gonna say you have. So some of the causes that could be associated with persistent depression, but not 100% could be because again, they don't know exactly know why persistent depression happens, could be from biological differences. People with persistent depressive disorder may have physical changes in the brain. The significance of these changes is still uncertain, but they might eventually help pinpoint those causes. Another one could be the brain chemistry. Neurotransmitters are naturally occurring brain chemicals that likely play a role in depression. Researchers recently indicated that changes in the function or effect of these neurotransmissions and how they interact with the neuro circuits involved in maintaining mood stability may play a significant role in depression and treatment. Another one is inherited traits. Persistent depressive disorder may appear to be more common in people whose blood relatives have had the same conditions. Researchers are trying to find genes that may be involved in causing depression. Now I just want to put that out there that just because your mom or your grandma or your grandpa or your aunt or someone in your family suffers from depression does not mean you are going to suffer from depression. Now there are things obviously in life that you inherit like your hair color and your eye color and so many different things that you can inherit from your parents. But because researchers are still researching to this day on what causes depression and how it comes up, they're not exactly saying because somebody in your family has it, you're gonna inherit it. It's just something that they're saying with the research they're doing, they could maybe in the future link genes to someone in your family having it to you and that could be the reason why. And obviously the last one is life events. As with major depression, traumatic events such as losing a loved one, 
financial problems, or a, a high level of situation can trigger persistent depressive disorder in some people. So now you might be asking yourself, then what are some of the symptoms that come along with having PDD? You might have loss of interest in daily activities, sadness, emptiness, or feeling down, hopelessness, tiredness, and lack of energy, low self-esteem, low self-criticism, or feeling incapable, trouble concentrating and trouble making decisions, irritability or excessive anger, decreased activity, effectiveness and productivity, avoidance of social activities, feelings of guilt or worries over the past, poor appetite or overeating, and sleeping problems. Now, for a lot of people who might research the different types of depression, yes, a lot of them are going to have the same symptoms. That's why I think sometimes it can be very hard for doctors to pinpoint which one you might actually be suffering from because the symptoms from major depressive disorder to this one to another one can all be relatively the same. But I think if you're able to at least acknowledge that you're going through something like this and you're feeling this way and say, okay, something's not right and automatically reach out to your doctor and say, these are the things I've been feeling. This is the symptoms I've been having. It might be easier for them to say, okay, let's sit down and really talk about what you're going through and pinpoint exactly what could be causing this. So obviously it's going to lead us in. Well, then how do you get diagnosed for these? Uh, again, because persistent depressive disorder is something that still is very uncommon and they don't know why you can have it or get it, there is not exactly like a diagnosis to do it, but these, there's three things that a doctor can do to kind of help lead you into finding out if this is the type of depression you're suffering with. So your doctor might do a physical exam and might start asking you in-depth questions about your health to determine what may be causing your depression. In some cases, it may be linked to an underlining physical health problem you may not realize you have. The next one they could do is lab tests. Your doctor may order lab tests to rule out other medical conditions that may cause depressive symptoms. For example, your doctor may order a blood test to find out if you're thyroid is underactive. So what they're saying is, again, because there isn't an exact why or what happens when depression happens or why we get it, they could do blood tests and different tests to see if maybe there's something else that is going on in your body that might be causing you to have depression. So then they could say, okay, if we treat this, it might go away, you might start feeling better, and that's what is happening. And the last one is a psychological evaluation. This includes discussing your thoughts, feelings, and behavior, and it may include a questionnaire to help pinpoint a diagnosis. This evaluation can help determine if you have persistent depressive disorder or another condition that can affect your mood, such as major depression, bipolar disorder, or seasonal affective disorder. So by doing these different tests, and talking to you about what's going on, it can start to help 
your doctor, pinpoint what is actually wrong, and how to go about treating it, which will lead us into treatments. PDD can be treated with an antidepressant medicine. This type of medicine can help relieve depression. Can help relieve depression. Antidepressants don't cause people to feel high, and they are not a habit-forming medicine. So you're not going to feel anything from them, and you're not going to get addicted to them. It may take weeks or months before you and your doctor know whether the antidepressant is helping you. It is important for you to take the medicine exactly as the doctor tells you to. Even if the antidepressants are helping make you feel better, it may be a medicine that you take for several years. And you should continue taking your medicine even if you are feeling better. If you stop taking the medicine, you might start feeling depressed again. So always take the medicine your doctor gives you. Don't stop because you're like, oh no, I feel better and I feel great. If you stop the medicine, it could cause issues and then you might spiral back into the depression that you were dealing with. Sometimes there are side effects from stopping depression medications suddenly. If you want to stop taking your medicine, you talk to your doctor first. And your doctor can help you avoid the side effects from stopping your medicine too quickly. So that's why I said always take your medicine because you never know what side effects might happen and what kind of spiral you might go down if you quickly stop taking it and your body has to try to readjust without the type of medicine that you were given. So I'd like to give you some self-care steps and tips that you can do to kind of help yourself when you're going through depression. Stick to your treatment plan. Don't skip psychotherapy sessions or appointments, or even if you're feeling well, don't skip your medicine. Give yourself the time to gradually improve. You could learn more about your type of depression. So when you educate yourself about your condition, it can empower you and motivate you to stick to your treatment plan. Encourage your family to learn about this disorder so this can start to help them understand and better support you. Pay attention to those warning signs. Work with your doctor or therapist to learn what might trigger your symptoms. Make a plan so that you know what to do if those symptoms get worse or return. Contact your doctor or therapist if you notice any changes in your symptoms or how you're feeling. Consider involving your family members or friends to also watch out for those warning signs. Taking care of yourself. Eating healthy, being physically active, and getting plenty of sleep. Consider walking, jogging, swimming, gardening, or any other activity that brings you joy. Sleeping well is so important for not just your mental well-being, but for you physically. If you're having trouble sleeping, talk to your doctor to see what you could do to help get some more sleep. And obviously last, avoid alcohol and drugs. It may seem like alcohol and drugs lessen your depression related symptoms, but in the long run they generally will worsen your depression and make it harder for you to get treatment. So talk to your doctor or therapist if you need help dealing with alcohol and drug use. So yes, I am very open about going through depression and yes, I used to smoke weed 
to cope with my depression and I also used to drink a lot. But those things do not help with your depression. They actually do make it worse and when you decide to finally stop drinking or doing those drugs, it can be 10 times harder and your depression and what you're going through mentally can start hitting you 10 times harder and start to deal with, which also will start making you relapsing into going backwards and doing those things that you didn't want to do in the first place. So try to not fall into them. Uh, for some people, you might already be doing that and you might not realize that you're suffering depression and it could be just making it worse. So there's seven tips I want to share with you. The first one is to focus on your goals. Dealing with persistent depressive disorder is an ongoing process. So setting reasonable goals for yourself will help. It'll help you stay positive by keeping your goals in mind. But give yourself permission to do less when you feel down. So on those days that you are, your depression's hitting really hard and you just don't feel like doing it, don't pressure yourself to do things. Just take the time, relax, and on those days that you feel more upbeat, then do them. Simplify your life. Cut back on obligations when possible. Structure your time by planning your day. You may find it helps to make a list of daily tasks using sticky notes as reminders or using a planner to stay organized. Something that I'm recently going to start doing is I bought a planner that has like hours of the day and I'm actually going to plan out my days every day. Because I feel like sometimes when you have like more of a structured life, then you know exactly how you're going to spend your time and what you're going to do. And then if you find those times where you have open time, where you're not doing anything, that you might fall back into your depression, that could give you time to, to throw things in like reading books or connecting with family or like the next one, number three, writing in a journal. Journaling as part of your treatment may improve mood by allowing you to express pain, anger, fear, or other emotions. I know I said this in other episodes that I journal and journaling is just so helpful when you sometimes feel like you don't know what to say or how to say it to other people. It's just helpful to get everything out, all your anger and your pain, your fears, all the emotions on a piece of paper that during your journey you could actually look back on and be like, wow, look at the place I used to be and look at the place I am now. Number four is to read self-help books and look up websites. You can always ask your doctor or your therapist to recommend books or websites to read. Again, I think if the more you educate yourself on the type of depression you have and the more research you can get, it's just going to be easier for you to really understand what you're really going through and how your recovery is going to look. Number five is to stay connected. Please do not become isolated. Try to, uh, to participate in social activities and get together with family or friends regularly. Support groups with people with depression can help you connect with others facing similar challenges and sharing experiences. One of the biggest things 
that you deal with when you have depression is feeling isolated. And sometimes you feel like you need to isolate yourself because that's going to be easier than coping and talking to other people. But in the long run, it's actually going to be more damaging. So try to stay connected, even if it is just seeing your family or friends, at least do it once or twice a week. So maybe if you do a more structured life or do structured days and you have those days where you like have an hour or two hours you're not doing anything, throw in hanging out with a friend or spending time with your family to then just actually stay connected with other people. Also, finding a support group maybe once or twice a week you could go to just to be open about how you're doing and be in a room with other people that you know understand your fears and understand your pain and know exactly what you're going through will help you out so much. Number six is to learn ways to relax and manage your stress. Examples involved meditation, progressive muscle relaxation, relaxation, yoga, and chai chi. And number seven is don't make important decisions when you're down. Avoid decision making when you feel depressed since you may not be thinking clearly. I hope after listening to this episode, it can help educate you more about what de persistent depression really is. I just want you to know that all this information I get for each depressive disorder I research online. So I'm learning alongside you guys and educating myself along the way. I'm not an expert, but I am someone who suffers from depression and would love to help edu educate others on what having and dealing with a mental health disorder is like. Please do your research and always reach out to your doctor for help. Like always, I want you to remember that you are never alone and that I love you.